What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Winner Circle brought to you by Grande Sports Training, where we dive deep into the mindset of professional soccer players. Today's special guest is Jordan Antonio Brown, currently playing in Germany. Jordan, how are you doing today, my man? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for joining in. I'm really excited to see the value that you're going to bring to the table today, man. Yeah, man. Excited connected on clubhouse and it's funny how the world works you know it's kind of brought us in a circle and you know doing this and hopefully i can get you on my podcast as well that would be that would be awesome yeah man it's it's amazing how we can get connected just with a click of a button right you're yeah. where are you right now what part of the world so i'm in germany i play for a team called uh fr arlen um they're in uh, fourth division germany um and yeah they're near a city called stuttgart probably if you're going to locate it southwest of germany and yeah it's a it's a it's a big club which um you know didn't do the best in the last three four years as as they got relegated and things like that so looking to go back up and you know these type of things and progress with the club i'm at now that's awesome man how do you deal with moving around to these different cities because you're i'm english i'm english um born in england uh caribbean background um so yeah for me you know um i didn't really get used to traveling and everything like that until i moved out when i was 16 i moved like across london and for me at the time was a big thing to move out like you know um not really be at home and everything like that with my my, my mom and everything like that so moving out was quite different and a lot to get used to although I lived with some of my other teammates but still you know moving the other side of London that was a bit crazy for me um, at the time but now that's like nothing you know if I could if I could put this team there I'll do that any any day of the week you know what I mean <laughs> to live closer to home so um yeah um moving around you know it's it's it's, it's kind of like my second nature, you know, I've chosen this path for me to be someone who plays abroad and you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it, I'm enjoying it. That's awesome, man. So when did you start playing football? When was, what's your earliest memory of, of touching the football? Yeah, I was probably like six years old, um, was playing like with my brother and my brother's older than me. My brother's like seven years older than me. And um, he, he always was into football, but he got into like pro like academies late um, when he was like 12, 13. And in England, that's quite late. So um, for me, looking up to him and seeing him break through, that kind of probably gave me the motivation at the time. Like I want to follow in my brother's footsteps, you know, and I did that. Yeah. And, you know, in London, it's quite hard as you only have two, three, four um, you know, big teams that everyone wants to sign for. So being like one of those kids, probably out of a hundred to sign for them for my age group was a, a big thing to sign for Arsenal at the time. Yeah. So you would say that your brother was the biggest influence in, in starting to play football for you? Yeah, definitely him and my dad. Um, I would say like hundred percent, you know, obviously you need the push for, from one of them, um, which was probably my dad, like kind of, getting me into it, driving me from location to location. But in terms of like, you know, in terms of from the motivation and the inspiration, I would probably say that came from my brother, um, you know, just being his younger brother and, you know, looking up to what he used to do and 
you know, how he used to play. And, you know, you kind of have the same ideas because if my brother was a different type of style player, I, I might be playing, you know, similar to him, if that makes sense, you know. We play different positions, but um, my brother doesn't play anymore. But, you know, if, if he played it in a certain type of way, I'd probably emulate that. But, you know, um, I would say, you know, I, I think similar to how he does. So I'd say he, he was definitely the inspiration, yeah. That's awesome, man. And when you signed uh, with, with Arsenal, how was that feeling? How old were you? How was that feeling for you? What went yeah. through your mind? What went through your family's mind? How was that experience? Yeah, um, I, I can't really speak on from what my family's experience was, um, especially like my brother, he joined Chelsea not too, uh, not too long before I, I joined Arsenal. So um, I'm, I'm not going to say it was like a normal thing, but quite unique having um, two brothers, you know, if you can probably count how many brothers have been in academies at the same time. It's not that many, you know, so that's probably one thing looking back. Oh, yeah, that's like quite a unique thing. Um, but yeah, I would say in terms of me, my emotions, um, you know, it was something like, oh, this is like cool, man. This is like the next step type of thing. You know, I'm playing for Arsenal. Um, you kind of got used to it, you know, in terms of like it was like a normal thing for me, you know, Um It wasn't something where I would say, wow, only, only in terms of little things like getting boots and things like that, you get excited about um, um, maybe getting new kit and everything like that. And going to games, of course, those are, those are massive things that like you go to football matches and everything like that. But in terms of playing football and playing against other teams, like for me, that wasn't something that um, blew me away. You know, I kind of took that in my stride and, um, you know, I didn't really feel too much pressure at that age. You know, obviously joining a big club like Arsenal, um, you know, did you did you notice how big that club was at such a young age when you first signed with them? Did like I know I know where you know as a young kid, you see maybe a club or a player at a certain level, you know, and as you get older, you're kind of like, oh, I mean that's normal within adults, right? But as a kid, you kind of see it differently, so. How did that kind of impact you as a kid? Did you kind of see it? Were you nervous? Did you just know that you were going to make it happen? Like what, what was going through your mind if you could remember at that age? When I was like really young, um, I would say I, I was like, it was like, wow. But they, like you're so disconnected from the first team, you know, from, you know, the older players, like, you know, who maybe got to train with them and everything like that. So Like you're you're seeing them from such a distance where um, you're not you're not in touch and distance to them. So you, I would say you kind of saw them as a different entity, like not as the same. Like oh, that could be me in the future. Like that's how I I saw it anyway. Um, when I was really young, I just saw it as yeah, I'm I'm part of this organization, Arsenal, big organization, big club, and I'm playing for them. And yeah this is like cool you know that's what I said before like it's it is what it is but like you kind of realized it more when like you get those perks where you get the boots you get to go to games and you know seeing you know certain um certain things in games like Thierry Henry and you know um, was Dennis but I think Dennis Burkamp was just retiring when I first joined and um you know all these amazing players so 
that that's that's kind of like the things that you you would see when you're young but you're not you're not so close to them you get closer to them when you get older and that's when you probably start realizing like what you're really in and like what you signed up for almost you know what i mean so um i, I me personally I, depression never got put on me by my parents so that's how i saw it you know you were just going to enjoy football you know and that experience must have been amazing just seeing those players um up close like that because i know a lot of clubs here in the states for example it, you know younger kids go in at academy uh you know six seven years old and then as they get older they get to 18 then they ship you off to college. There's no like transition to maybe a reserves or a first team. Like kids don't see that as, you know, at a young age, they kind of see like, Oh, you 18, I'm out. Whereas you kind of saw that firsthand, even though it wasn't as important to you at that young age, but as you got older, at what age would you say that you started realizing that like, Oh man, you know, this is, this is a real deal. Um, I would say like 12, 13. I know it sounds like to to everyone listening, that's still young, right? But in terms of academy, like that's like the middle age in terms of like the younger academy age. So like 12, 13 was when I started realizing like, because that's when um, that's when like people like Nike started approaching me and, you know, England and everything like that. So that's like that's that stage where I was like, mm, wow, like something's a bit different here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if I keep going the way I'm going, then potentially like I could play for, you know, Arsenal's first team if I was to stay there. Um, so that's when I probably realized, like, you know, wow, you know, I'm at Arsenal, I'm at a big club, you know, I'm for my age at the time, I would say I was like one of, if not the best uh, youngster in my position in the country. So yeah, for me, it was like, yeah, like you start noticing it. And obviously, you know, little things like, it depends how good you are, right? But in my case, I was good. So like I would go to school and then tear it up there. And then I'll go training. And then I'll tear it up there, go play in, like for the match, um, for the school team, go tear it up there, go play in a match for Arsenal, go tear it up there. So that's when I kind of started noticing when I was around that age, yeah. Would you say that it ever, you know, got to you where I was like, oh, I'm good, I'm good. And then somebody had to bring you back down? Because I know at a young age, I mean, for I would use myself as an example. I I scored a lot of goals as a as a kid right? I knew I was good. I knew I was a good dribbler. Um, but for example, my dad would always be like, yeah, you scored three goals today, but you could have scored a couple more. What happened? You know? Mm -hmm. And then as a kid, you're kind of like, damn, he's right. But dad, I just scored three goals. Like, well, you know, what's, uh, what's the deal? So well, did you ever have that experience where somebody brought you back down, you know, kind of gave you like a little reality check and put you back into your lane? Yeah, I would say that's probably my dad. Um, you know, he used to watch all of my games or my training sessions. And that was like someone who, you know, always put me back down to earth. <laughs> oh, you didn't do this today. You didn't. I'll be like thinking like, what are you talking about? Like, you know what I mean? Like I did what I was supposed to do to score. Um, but like he was right, you know, and um, those things, you know, you, you, you do realize when you do get older, you know, it's not like, 
you're just playing anymore. It's like you have a job to do on the pitch in terms of like your role in the team, whether that be tactics, um, game plans and stuff like that. So like, that's like, that was like preparing me for like what was to come, you know? Um, and yeah, man, um, I would say, I would say, I will say it was probably him to be honest, but um, it didn't add more pressure or anything like that on me. Or It was just like, yeah, he just kept me grounded, I guess. It was just something, you know, little comments that would come and go, but yeah, it wouldn't really affect you in any type of way. You would just play the game, yeah? Yeah, and yeah. When, I know you mentioned earlier right now, um, you know, around 12, 13, you had Nike coming up to you or, you know, those little things that happened off the field. How did that impact you, you know, mentally? Did you, what did you think about it? Um, it's, it's kind of hard. I, I, with me, I don't remember a lot of things compared to like how other people would, but I just remember like how you feel and um, how it is and everything like that. And um, to be fair, like I would say, yeah, again, the people around me kept me grounded. You know, it, they didn't really boost boost me. You know, you'd say um, boost my ego and anything like that. Um, I was confident in the way I played and confident in what I did, but I never took that off the field. So in that type of way, it never really affected me. It probably made me a little bit more confident and, you know, let me know, like reassured myself. But then also that could also play a negative effect depending on who you are. Because um, later on down the line, um, it was probably the first time ever um, since I, I turned good <laughs> when I was like 12 where I ran into like bad form when I was like 17. And um, that time, you know, was a time where I needed to like, I didn't have anything to fall back on, you know, like in terms of now, if I have a run on bad form, I know what to do. You know, I know how to get back on form, how to, you know, reposition myself. Back then I didn't have anything to, no experience to fall back on, you know? So um, I would say, I'll say it's good and bad, you know, receiving that kind of accolades. And, um, but in terms of how it was like, yeah, it's crazy. You know, you're young, they're offering you this, they're offering you that, like money and boots and free this, free that, you know? Um, and for me, that was like, as a kid, that's all I wanted, you know, like just free, free boots, free shoes, free Air Maxes, free Air Forces and all of that, you know? So for me, um, that was massive, uh, but, in terms of like the longevity, um, I feel like it might give a false reality in terms of what is to come, you know, because you're not always going to be, unless you're Messi, Ronaldo, of course, and you're going to be the best forever. You know, you're not always going to be the best forever. So you got to prepare yourself for that down because you're going to come down. It don't matter like how far you fall, it's going to be a little bit of a dip and it's just how you respond to that dip. Um, afterwards right so as you grew up uh, you know in the system you matured and then you did hit that dip what were some steps that you took to kind of get yourself out of it at that age you know you just mentioned that you had no experience so what would go through your mind what would you say to yourself to kind of get out that dip and then later on I want I kind of want to hear how you get out that dip today you know what I mean yeah, yeah. what what's the difference so I've been through that dip ever since I mentioned that, like, like a few times, right? Um, so 
the first one was when I, I moved from Arsenal to West Ham. And um, I, chose to, I chose to leave Arsenal just simple for the fact that West Ham were promising me more opportunities to progress in my career. So um, they paid money for me and everything like that and, you know, bought me. And I went to West Ham and it, it took a while for me to set in because um, it's a different type of football, facility, training ground, everything. It, it's not something I was used to, you know. I was used mm. to like kind of, like I said before, it was normal because I never had anything. So if I came from a West Ham and I went to an Arsenal, maybe I would have appreciated it a bit differently, but I came from Arsenal to West Ham. So for me, it was like, you know, it, it was almost like, this is, what is this like in terms of, like this is different, you know? Not like no disrespect, but I mean like, this is different. I'm not used to this. This is like not my home, you know? So how old were you when you moved over to West Ham? I was 16. Okay. So then um, it took me a few months to get settled in and, for the first five months, I only scored like three or four goals, like not, not that many goals. Um, then in the second half of the year, I don't know what happened, <laughs> but I was just on fire. Like I don't know what, I, I can't really pin it, what it was, maybe just perseverance and, you know, kind of getting through that phase. And to be fair, they stuck with me, you know, like they you know, always helped me and stuck with me. And um, I really got through that phase, did well. And then I was on an upwards trend again, you know, started playing up. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's difficult kind of breaking through that barrier. Cause I feel like, you know, you're coming from this high end and then all of a sudden you're in this dip. And then not only are you talking to yourself being like, like, damn, what's going on? But you're also thinking like, is West Ham thinking did they make the right decision? You yeah, know, you have yeah. that, you kind of have that like added pressure mm-hmm. that, you know, you need to perform because they actually believed in you enough to bring you over. So, like, you're not only letting yourself down, but you're also letting them down in that moment. Yeah, you know? no, I, I had all of that, man. Um, there was, like, a scout who, you know, signed me. And, you know, he believed in me a lot. And I think I was, like, one of the first players, like, they paid money for. So, that was, like, a big thing, you know, uh, back then. But, um, you know, I, I ended up proving everyone right or wrong, however you look at it. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. at that time and then um, the second year injury you know that was like my meniscus and um, how I dealt with that and how I came back from that is something that I learned back then but you know I didn't have any experience to fall back on do you get so um, that's why I believe now it's important to give information to the younger kids and you know really make them learn listen you know to this information so they don't make the same mistakes as I did because I was kind of living how I was living when I was playing and you can't do that when you're injured you know you'll put on weight um you won't be fit as before um all of these type of things you know and that did pay the price when I when I came back not to say that you know the rehab I was getting was like top quality or anything um I, I believe it could have been a little bit better than it was but um still I'm a player at the end of the day. It's my career. So I have to make sure that I'm doing what I should be doing, right? Exactly. Did you, and at that young age, did you start realizing that you had to hold yourself accountable in those different areas, like off the pitch, for example? Like you said, um, even though you're injured, you still got to eat right. 
you still got to get your rest in. You still have to hold yourself accountable. Because I know at that age, 17, 18, 19, you know, it's it's football. But at, at the same time, you have friends. You know, yeah, yeah. life life outside the pitch is is there also, you know. And, and you, you might get dragged into different things, different areas that might not benefit you the best in the best way for your playing career so like how did you deal with all that yeah for me um that, that was like a hard thing to deal with you know trying to be a human at the same well not even a human to be honest like be a teenager be a young young kid and play football professionally at the, at the same time you know mm -hmm. um for me that was like hard to juggle so like i'm not saying that I had the wrong friends around me or anything like that. We were all in the same position. Like I'm quite unique in my friendship group. I have a lot of football friends, um, football friends where we grew up together in the same area and everything like that. So, um, you know, um, we're still friends to this day. So um, for me, it was quite unique. We were all kind of learning from each other and going through the same thing. So like we all had to manage our own self and our own career in our own different ways, but we had each other to kind of lean on. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not, it's not easy at all, you know, um, when you're that age and, you know, you're, you're young, you know, you talk about girls and everything like that, you know, that's, that's another side of it that people don't really see as well. Like, yeah, I'm not saying that takes your attention away, but, um, that is something that definitely, you know, could drain your energy or could, um, you know, divert your energy into a certain type of way, but, Um, one thing about me though I was when I was at football I was always focused I was always giving my all and I was always making sure I was on point you know but there's those little one percents five percents that add to your game um, players like Ronaldo you see them do it and just look at him you know he don't make no mistakes so exactly um, yeah that's the things you learn about as you get older Yeah, no, I think it's it's really important for a player when they get to that age, you know, the high teens, 16 through 19, even through 2021, it's important to find the balance because, you know, there's a lot of things outside the pitch that we don't want to miss on because life, you know, you can only experience life once, right? But yeah. the problem is when at that age, we like to go all in or nothing, you know? Yeah. Oh, if, if I'm going to go hang out and party, like I'm going to have the best time of my life. No, like, yeah. I don't think that, you know, you should be doing that. But if you're going to go out and have a good time with your friends, um, then you should also be able to hold yourself responsible and make sure that you put in the work when it's time to work. You no, know 100%. what I mean? Um, so now, uh, Jordan, as you as you got older and you signed your your professional contract with, uh, with, uh, after West Ham or at West Ham. Um, well, where did you go next? Yeah. So that was, um, you sign you signed your professional contract in England. Depends, but I signed it when I was 17 on my seven, 17th birthday. Um, and that's like when they say you're eligible to be a professional. That's what I did. And yeah, it was, it was big at that age the season no that was the same season I signed and then the, I was there for another season and the season after that um, my last season third year ended up making um, appearance for the first team in like the Europa League I was on the bench a few times and everything 
And then after that, I just got kind of bad advice, you know, because I kind of got to where I wanted to get to. That was like my ultimate, one of my ultimate goals or the first goal to actually play for the first team. And after that, like, um, I probably got the wrong advice in, in terms of um, what to do. Um, many things led up to that, um, which, you know, I can go on for days in terms of speaking about. But um, I ended up going to Germany to play for Hanover, 96. And yeah, that was like a, another, you know, opportunity I thought at the time um, where I could go to and I could do well, you know, and at least start playing competitive football um, where, you know, they actually rank it as competitive football as in England. If you're not playing in the first team, the reserves or anything less than that is not competitive. You know, they're just saying it's kids football. So while I was playing in Germany was playing against men and everything like that. And that was good for me. How did you uh, deal with that experience? Like that jump in, uh, the change in culture, right? Because it's it's uh, different football, both, you know, on the field. And then it's a different culture off the field. How did you make that adjustment? Yeah, it was so hard. Um, Do you so speak hard. German I, now? Yeah, I speak a bit of German. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing I'm not, well, I'm not guessing. I know I'm not like fluent. Like I, I can't. the conversation though. Yeah. Yeah. Any conversation. Um, I know what anyone's talking about. I just might not know a word, um, for example. So, um, yeah, but everything, everything good in that department. And yeah, of course, coming over, I didn't know really a word of German. So that was, that was very hard for me. And then, you know, just getting into the culture, not even just like on the pitch, on the pitch is one thing. And like, I would say on the pitch, you, probably can control like 80, 85% of how good you can play um, because it's down to your ability at the end of the day. But that extra like 10, 15% is like what they require from you. And over in Germany, you got to run, doesn't matter what position you play, you got to, you know, do the work off the ball and make sure you're pressing and defending and all that type of shit where, um, where you're supposed to be standing and everything like that. So for me, that was like a whole different like football culture shock, not even talking about off the pitch. And then off the pitch is like, you got to, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very different, you know, um, in terms of how it is in England and everything like that. So yeah, something I had to get used to. And um, I don't think I did technically get used to it you know I didn't because I'm not a person where you know I respect cultures and I respect um, how people live but people have to respect how I am you know I, I don't believe in like conforming into um, how somebody wants me to be it's like you ha you have to accept me for who I am type of thing you know um, just know that I'm going to put in 100% I'm going to play my best and I'm going to show up on time and all of those type of things, you know, all the fundamentals, but in terms of like character and everything like that, that's a whole different like uh, subject, you know? So. Yeah, no, I, I, I assume that just jumping into a different culture, you know, you obviously are kind of like, wow, this is brand new. And then on the other side, they're kind of looking at you like you're different from us. Right. 
And I completely agree. I think there should be mutual respect between both parties because, you know, the way you grew up is completely different than the way the other person grew up. Mm -hmm. um, But there is always that like basic foundation of respect that you and I both know exists, but it's not spoken upon. You know, yeah, 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 100%. I I completely agree, man. So now, now being in in Germany, um, how was your, how was your career there? What steps did you take to continually improve yourself both on and off the pitch? Yeah, so from there, probably I would say like that is the the craziest journey um, from a lot of players I know. Um, And most players who were in my position, they probably wouldn't even be playing anymore, you know. Um, But, you know, I I experienced like a lot of things when I was over there in terms of um, whether that be, you know, people, coaches and everything like that, whatever you can speak on, um, who ultimately like had a part to play in, um, you know, how I progressed there. But um, didn't end up, you know, progressing to their first team, was in their um, second team who, like I said, they play in the fourth division. And, um, you know, for me, I was always like kind of second fiddle to, you know, because what you can do in Germany, right? So if you play in a second team, let's say, for example, Man United second team, they play in the fourth division in Germany, which is like a League Two in England. And then um, let's say, for example, Martial is injured. So then he comes back to play. um, And, you know, his first game back, he has to play with the second team. You know what I mean? So he goes straight in because he's been told that he has to play 75 minutes to get fit again. So I got that a lot, you know, um, when when I was there. And um, a lot of, like, the older first-team players who never used to make the squad or whatever, they would come down to that, get minutes and stuff. So I missed out of a lot of football um, during that time where I think, uh, of course, I was good enough because when I did start and I did play, I always scored, you know in the games I played. So, um, yeah, it was, it was very frustrating and um, very you know, tiring time, but ended up deciding to leave there. Um, I don't know if I would have left if I never got bad advice from my agent who was telling me um, he has teams for me. And at the time I was contracted to him. So like he was the only one, you know, who was speaking on my behalf, but ended up didn't. And he ended up uh, not having options for me. So um, cut a long story short, I never had a club from January all the way through summer. <laughs> so this was like three years ago. Yeah, three years ago now. So wow. imagine imagine January speaking now, not having a club all the way through summer and then not having a club through like autumn un, uh, until um, when did I sign? October or something like that. And then um, yeah, so I ended up leaving nine months. Like yeah, consistent training environment. Just just because of um, like bad decisions, like I could have stayed until the end of the season in Germany. And if I knew the agent never had nothing, I would have done that. You know, I would have yeah. continued to play football, and, and maybe you know something could have come up there, or I could have met someone or something. You know, but it never happened. So um, I left, and then like just lots of things happened. And then um, ended up signing in Czech Republic, second division um, in October. And that was only for a few months, just to get me back going again, you know? 
And then that's when Canada came. And then um, Canada was starting up a whole new league and everything, fresh in the start. And I said, yeah, I'm going to Canada. And that was like one of the best decisions, decisions I ever made, to be honest. Then you came to Canada. It's uh, on the other side of the world. Different experience now. You have to adjust to a brand new culture and everything. Um, but you already experienced it once. Was this transition this time a, a little easier for you? Because now the yeah. language is the same. I mean, English, there's English and French in Canada, but, you know, I, I think, I assume maybe the transition was a little different for you. Yeah, no, way easier. <laughs> um, <laughs> Canadian people are way more laid back and everything like that. So for me, you know, it was, it was so much easier to get used to. And finally, I was in like a, my own first team. Like, you know, I was uh, 20, 21, no, 22 when I signed. Um, so like in a, in a first team environment, like for like, no, I wouldn't say the first time. It wasn't the first time I was in the first team environment, but somewhere where like I had my own number, and, you know, like a low number in the team and everything like that. And, um, you know, where, you know, they can rely on me and everything like that. And so for me, um, that was, that was really good experience, you know, to get out there and, you know, start playing again and. You know, I'm just happy that I actually did that because life experiences on and off the pitch was something that I'll never forget, you know. And I think it's interesting how, you know, this opportunity to play in the Canadian Premier League arises and then you just jump on it. You just took it, yeah. you know, because yeah. I, I feel like a lot of players may be like just in, in limbo, just waiting. Nah, I don't want to go there. Nah, I don't want to go here. But sometimes, like, we got to make the decisions we don't want to make, right? Yeah. No, don't ultimately, get it'll lead us into the path that we want to go to. Yeah, no, don't get twisted. It's not like something where if I looked back at like, four years ago and someone said, oh, you're going to end up playing in Canada or something. I'm not going to lie. I think that's like a disappointment for me, you know, kind of where I came from. But um, you know, it's about reality and being in the now and what the options and the decisions you have to take and where that can lead you to. So I would say ever since I made that decision, I would say my trajectory has been going like this. So if you say it's like a stock or whatever, it's like maybe it's like that, but it goes up that, you know. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you look at the two, three year time span, like I was there and then I end up here, you know, like a bit further. So um, yeah, it was the best like decision I probably ever made, you know, in terms of like life and everything, you know, um, the people I met, most amazing people I've met in my whole life. So yeah, so thankful I went over there. That's awesome. And now life in Germany today. Yeah. Today, how's it going for you? Yeah, no, I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm an honest guy. Um, Germany, in terms of the culture and stuff, it's very similar how I how I, um, you know, received it and, you know, how I um, experienced it the first time, except now, um, number one, I'm used to it. And number two, I speak the language now. And, you know, number three, like, it's more like um, I'm in a professional first team environment. So um, it's not, it's not your life, so to speak, you know, it is your life and it is your job and everything like that. But it's more like, um, yeah, it's like a job, you know, like it's like um, you go in and, um, you know, you do what you have to do and they know that 
you you have to be on your job you know you know you have to um be doing the roles that you're supposed to be doing but in terms of like compared to the first time it's this it's similar similarities but i can deal with it a lot better than you know how i dealt with it the first time so so now uh, jordan speaking about you know now that you're older you're more mature in a first team environment how do you deal with these obstacles or adversities that you face as a player like how what what you know you have a more mature approach to these obstacles what are some steps that you take when an obstacle does arise in your playing career or off the field um i would say like you know for me i've been through it before so any time like i when i first signed for example um given context my last club in canada like i was like the first player to ever score for the club you know and that was on my debut obviously but um like for me like i had a good start there you know what i mean here i come here had a good start but i didn't score so like when you don't score as a striker that adds a little bit of pressure to you so then i ended up scoring in like my fourth game um that was before christmas and that was like massive for me you know to 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 get a goal so um you know during that time when i wasn't scoring i was angry you know at myself like oh i need to do but it's not like i would beat myself up about it you know it's not like i would make myself depressed or anything like that it's just like i know what i've been through before and i know how i've coped with that and how i've progressed from that so if i get through this what's going to be on the other side you know it's just going to be on the other side what i managed to do last time you know when i had these obstacles and everything like that so that's how i kind of see it you know it's like in life you're going to get um say you get 100 failures but if someone told you you have to get through these 100 failures to get the yes that you want to get you're going to do it you know it don't matter how painful it is or um don't matter how bad the experience is most people will do that to get the yes they they want that ultimately will set them up for may, maybe the the rest of their life you know so um for me that's the mentality i have you know we have you know a lot of games and everything like that and i'm playing well and you know i'm just going to continue from you know where i left off before christmas and bring that into the new year so that's my mentality so it's important to just go through the experiences whether it's good or bad now huh? just take it man just take it like <laughs> take it man you these these things they they can't physically kill you you know obviously your mind is a powerful thing and you know if it if you let it get to you then it can cause you a lot of damage but you know in terms of like physically you know it's it's all up in your head you know so you just got to channel your energy in in a different way and you know just make sure that you're staying positive and make sure you're doing the right things that's the main thing doing the right things and once you're doing the right things it's going to happen it's going to steve nash actually um basketball player he came on a zoom with us in uh, canada and um that's what he was really talking about you know someone asked him a question um cuz his his brother was our assistant coach oh wow um, So he came on a Zoom and someone asked him like what do you do when you have a bad game and everything and then he was like I do the same thing when I have a good game I go back to the gym 
you know, shoot hoops, do my conditioning, my strength, uh, my stretches, my yoga, whatever he he does. I just do the same routine. You know, don't come out of that routine. Don't mind if you're doing well. Don't mind if you're doing bad. Stick stick with it. Whatever works. And in the future, you'll see the rewards for it. You know. Exactly. Well, Jordan, hey, thank you so much for sharing your story. I think there's a lot of value in it. I think uh, all the people listening are going to be able to take a lot from it. But we always end our podcast interview with a few questions. They're just quick questions, you know, quick answers. So you ready, man? Yeah, I'm ready. First question for you is, what is your definition of being a winner? By any means by any means that's really what it means like by any means i don't need to say no more than that to be honest what advice would you give a teenage jordan um know that life is not plain sailing and know that you know you're gonna face obstacles and also like respect people who've come before you like I'm not saying I never used to respect them, but I used to be like, oh, the reason why I never worked out for him because he didn't do this, he didn't do that. But he might have been doing that, you know? And it's just the game, how it works. Like, the game's not fair sometimes, you know? So, like, the people who come before me, I would make sure I listen to them because, you know, it's not always the people that are on top, like, you see in the line, like, Mbappe, Ronaldo, all these people, like, you, you have to listen to those people, don't get me wrong, most of them have come from poverty and they've, they've been through hardship and everything. But I'm saying there's some players that they ain't really been through that. They've always been like plain sailing. So they can't give you the experiences of your experience where most people's experience isn't plain sailing and they weren't always the best player and everything like that. So you got to listen to the people where they did go through those hardships and how you come out from that. Cause ultimately that's really what's going to make or break you. It's not going to be your talent or it's not going to be um, how good you are and everything like that. It's going to be when you have the hard times, how do you bounce back? You know? What are the top three rules that you use in your everyday life? Um, I would say inner happiness. That's one. Cause if you don't have inner happiness, and you rely on other things to make you happy um you can just never be fulfilling yourself you like what's the point you know if you're not doing what makes you happy then there's no really point doing what you're doing um secondly um don't be someone where you feel sorry for yourself be someone where you get it done like no matter how like there's there's a ton of excuses that you know i you anyone can make you know about anything um but there's also a ton of reasons why you can also do something and achieve something so use those reasons don't use the excuses you know excuses are used for people who it's easy to make excuses you know so don't use excuses uh thirdly um yeah don't have any regrets like just you know make sure you put in all your your hard work your 100 percent and 
um, also with 100% working hard, you got to be smart and everything you do, but ultimately don't have any regrets, you know, give your all. And if you give 100% to it, you can't really say anything else. You gave 100% and it is what it is, you know. So far from everything that you've experienced in your life, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned? Um, I'd say the biggest lesson that I've learned is, um, what if I'm going to talk about football, I'm going to be like, don't trust a lot of people. Um, a lot of people on the surface might look like good people. Um, when you're doing well, you know, everyone wants to be a friend and everyone wants to be a buddy type of thing. But, um, yeah, don't, don't trust people like that. They want to, they want to be with you for the ride, but then when, you know, the wheels fall off, then they're not there, you know, and then probably maybe you never know how everything's going for me. If I was to do well again, like you never know, I can get a call from those same people again. And would I pick up? No, because they ain't, they ain't being with me from, you know what I mean? So I'd say, um, yeah, like, be a be aware of your circle and who's around you. You know, don't don't be don't be blind and taking all the praise because that's a bit weird if you think about it. From you know, say for example, my position I'm in now. If someone kept on praising me and praising me and praising me, I'd be like, "What's wrong with this person? Why they keep like not not saying that that's anything wrong with it, but I mean, if this person knows me and they knows me well and everything like that and you know, let's say, for example, they're not a fan or, or a support of me, but they're just, like, around me or they're in my circle with my just business. Just raises questions, right? Yeah, it's just like, why are you, you know what I mean? Like, what are you trying to get from me, you know? Like, they're not being real with me. They're not being, like, Authentic. you should have done, yeah, you should have done this better. Or, like, those are the people I respect, you know, who's, like, keeping it real and everything like that. So, I would say that. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Um, next five years, I would say, um, if it's not in Germany, um, it would be in another country playing in their top level. So um, that's that's ultimately my goal, you know, to try to play at the top level, whatever that level may be, you know. That, that doesn't have to be English Premier League. That doesn't have to be La Liga. But that can be um, Holland, First division, that's still a good level, you know. Still gonna be a millionaire off that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, you know, whatever my level may be, that is like my goal to achieve, you know, to be a top division player in one of these European countries, or either be um, MLS or something like that. Um, that's that's my that's my goal on the pitch. Off the pitch, um, I see myself. Um, continuing my platform, inspiring a lot of people to, you know, uh, achieve their goals and, uh, you know, giving a lot of advice to them. And hopefully they can say, you know, I looked up to him in terms of, I don't even want it to be on the pitch, I want it to be off the pitch, you know. I looked up to him in terms of the advice he gave me and, you know, that helped me along with my career, you know. So that's what I would say. And then my last question for you is, are you happy? Yeah, happy. But probably, um, I'll say right now, if I'm going to be totally honest, um, I was happier maybe, maybe like 
four or five months ago. But in terms of like, as a whole, yeah, I'm happy in terms of, but is it the happiest I've ever been? No. Um, but I think in terms of in a, in a month or so, when, because um, my family are moving, so they're coming to move, live with me and everything, then I'd say I'd be back at my happiest again. Um, so, yeah, I would say, yeah, I'm happy. Like I said before, it's about inner happiness. And, you know, that's, that's the main thing for me. That's awesome. Jordan, hey, thank you so much for your time. And for everybody listening, remember, this is the Winner Circle by Grande Sports Training. We're available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hope to see you soon, guys. Thank you. <laughs>